Hello, welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross. Tamsin Wilsh, you're back. I'm back. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I hope you didn't prefer Rob Says to me. <laughs> well, no, 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 never. You never. can never replace the original. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> good. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> he did do a sterling job, though. Shout out Rob Says. And Jack Rogers, hello. Hello, Will. All right? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Sounded perky, lots of coffee. Oh, yeah, 17 or something stupid. <laughs> I've, um, I've become very infatuated with a pair of 3D glasses this week. It's wild. Yeah, it's been the matrix it's been sick so yeah follow us on soundcloud subscribe to us on itunes last week we had a massive week we had waterparks otto wood and the first of our very special new feature always the quiet ones you guys out there absolutely you're just all over it telling us how much you love otto all these things we found out about him is absolutely amazing to expect a lot more where that came from and we also have mr alex gascar all-time low returning to the podcast to tell us everything about their upcoming decision to take so wrong it's right in full on the road on their uk arena tour which is going to be amazing amazing stuff so this week again a very special episode in that from now on these podcasts are going to be tied in to our launch day so launch day today we're going to be giving you a little bit of extra something, a little bit of explanation, I guess, on what we're doing with our magazine each month. So this month, very, very special. We have got Nothing Nowhere on his first ever magazine cover, literally ever. I mean, Nothing Nowhere, he's been, we've had him on on the office stereo for, it's been a, a number of months now, and he's just completely taken all of our hearts. Uh, so it feels amazing, a bit like with Palais Royale last month, to be able to give him this, his first ever cover. Absolutely incredible. So we spoke to Nothing Nowhere to find out all about him, to kind of introduce you guys to him, find out what he's all about, because, you know, this guy's completely unique. And we also spoke to uh, a certain somebody who we thought, would be uh, the best person to kind of tell you guys why you should be listening to Nothing Nowhere and kind of what he's about from another perspective. That person's Mr. Pete Wentz, of course a Fallout Boy, the man who signed him to his label DCD2, all about him. He kind of discovered uh, Nothing Nowhere in a way. So um, yeah, we kind of, we got everything from the horse's mouth essentially with uh, with Pete. Super, super interesting. Going to be amazing. First time's in the news. With inspiration from the man himself, Drake, Brendan Urie has hinted on Instagram that he might start dropping unreleased Panic at the Disco songs at random and has also implied a new Panic tour is being planned, which is just too much for me to handle. Yes. A bunch of outtake versions of MCR's videos have been posted on the band's YouTube channel, including 23 minutes of Welcome to the Black Parade. Goodness, what, what, what might be going on? Any ideas? Nothing at all, I yeah, don't think. Probably, I don't, probably yeah, Jackal. So, well, it's pro- probably just... Teasing a, our poor probably, emotional oh, hearts away oh, from oh, It's probably just the label playing with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Travis Barker has revealed he's making a documentary featuring interviews with both Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong. Chase Atlantic have dropped new collaboration Adios with Dwayne Jackson. And Fallout Boy are selling their own bath bombs, which uh, I can't wait oh. to get um, Jack's review on that. <laughs> uh, In the coming weeks. Have you already ordered some? No, not yet. I'm, I'm still playing with my fidget spinner. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> uh, the band have also revealed upcoming tours featuring support from Against the Current, Nothing Nowhere, and more. Yes, which leads us into interview one. So Nothing Nowhere is a first ever magazine cover. We're so excited to be doing this. Um, Nothing Nowhere is just, as I say, he's one of the most unique artists we've heard in so long. He sounds like literally no one else. And like we've been talking about on this podcast for a while now, you know, artists bridging, genres bridging worlds he is doing that and to a huge amazing unique extent 
So um, I'm going to shut up and we're going to hear it from the man himself as to who, what exactly he's all about, why you should be listening and just who this genuinely mysterious artist is. So we introduce you to Nothing Nowhere and how he's going to change music in 2018. Here we go. Let's start at the beginning. Like, how did your first recordings come together? What made Nothing Nowhere come to life? Oh, man. Um, well, I guess, like, I've been making music my whole life. Uh, I started writing my own songs when I was 12 years old. And, um, you know, growing up, I was in all types of bands. Um, and I say band lightly. I mean, they we played maybe one show and then broke up, like suburban bands. And... Uh, yeah, I just, you know, growing up, I, I made rap music. I was in hardcore bands. I played folk music. And uh, I think by the time I started Nothing Nowhere, um, I just um, was inspired to do something different. Um, I wanted to do something that uh, no one was really doing. Um, and so uh, I, I made uh, my first tape uh, in 2015, just on a whim, I, I quit my job. I saved up a little bit of money, and uh, I just told my parents that I was going to just go for it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I recorded the tape, and I guess that was that, and that was uh, that was 2015 now. Amazing stuff, because, well, you come from a background in film as well, which is really, really interesting. What kind of inspired, obviously, you know, you say you've, you've been doing music your entire life, but what kind of inspired the shift from kind of looking at that as a career into, into doing music full-time? Um, I mean, it's funny. I, I went to school for film and everything, and I've, I've always been pretty involved with filmmaking. Um, but at the same time, I was doing music throughout all of that. And for whatever reason in my mind, um, I convinced myself that getting a degree in film was a more realistic career path than music, <laughs> which it totally isn't. <laughs> like, I, I mean, um, it's challenging to get a job in either field. So I think once I realized that, um, I was uh, working as a, as a film editor, um, sort of for commercial stuff. Um, and it was a great thing. I just sort of wasn't fulfilled. And, and I knew that music was something that I cared deeply about. And, um, I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try it. Um, I'm, I'm going to make music either way, whether I don't make, make money or not. But, um, the fact that I that I do kind of making a living now is really um, surreal and just kind of mind boggling to me. Amazing, yeah. Because as well, you know, going to the music, then it's 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 you know something so striking about your your art and your music is it's highly emotional and cathartic. Uh, I mean, it, you know, every song hits you right in the chest. I mean, is it as much an outlet in that you need to let this stuff out as well as it being a creative thing? You know, from a song, an older track like Parking Lot to Clarity and Kerosene, you know, it's all so sort of it's so emotional. Like, is is it something that you feel you almost need to do? Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. A lot of songwriters would say the same thing that you know it's the catharsis, it's a release. Um, you know, I'm, I, I guess I don't really go out of my way to discuss these things um, outside of music. So um, this was a way for me to sort of be fearless in that in that way. Um, and I don't know. I once I found out that it kind of um, had the potential to help other people. Um, whether they're suffering from anxiety or depression or whatever, um, I just uh, I just realize that it's important to uh, like express myself uh, authentically, and um, I think that it, that I'm a better person because of it, and um, I've been being able to find peace uh, through expressing these emotions through music. 
Amazing, yeah. Because I mean, as well, it, it's very unique, and you know, and you were saying, you know, when you were starting out, that you wanted it to be different. I, I mean, is that something that that was very much the the point of what you were, you were doing right from the start? Then you know, because obviously we 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 live in a very saturated music industry, you know, and uh, is that a way of kind of going around that, and that you know shows that you you know you mentioned you were in hardcore bands and, and also doing rap and everything. Is that a way of kind of bringing all your influences into one particular thing? Yeah, I think in, in a way, for sure. I mean, like, I, I had all these different little projects that I was doing on my own, and I just kind of dawned on me. I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I just put everything into one? Like, you know, put all my eggs in one basket. And um, and and I guess it wasn't, like, a huge concerted effort. Like, that wasn't the main focal point. It was like, you know, I want to be different. It just kind of happened organically. And when I initially started it... Um, the first music video I ever did, uh, Don't Mind Me, was the track, and uh, it was for my art history class in school, actually, and the, the teacher said, you know, like, just do anything you want. It could be a film, it could be music, and the idea behind the first Nothing Nowhere track, which is Don't Mind Me, was like, I just want to do something that I like. Like, I don't I, I don't think anyone else is going to like it. I just want to do something that I truly like and that just that I think is cool. And... um I, I remember waking up like the day, even the day after I posted it and it had like a considerable amount of listens on SoundCloud and stuff. So, um, it's different, but I mean, like, I don't know if that was the focal point of it. Um, I just wanted to do something that, that I liked like genuinely. Definitely, man. No, no, you can totally hear that. I mean, as well, you know, talking of genre, I mean, how do you feel about that in general? Like, do you think that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of you shouldn't hold yourself back by any labels or genre labels, you know, because I mean, like, obviously you work with like Lil West on R.E.M. and then you've got Chris uh, Caraba on Hopes Up as well, mm-hmm. you know, spanning so many different things and influences like is our labels, can they be quite damaging, do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, I think nowadays, like, there's, there's such a like a blur between genres. I mean, people are mixing genres more than ever. I mean, it's always happened, but I think that it's, yeah, it's kind of a dangerous thing creatively. And you can kind of stunt yourself if you're going to say, you know, I'm this type of a musician. Like, um, I make uh, pop music or I make, you know, emo music, or I think you just need to do things that you just thoroughly enjoy. And, uh, like authenticity is, the true north like people can see right through it and people will know when you're authentic and you're just having fun and um that's the most important thing and i think when i was younger um i used to get caught up in genres and oh i can't do this type of song and then i can't i, I can't make like this type of song and then another in the same album but i think as i as i grow older i think people appreciate um taking risks and yeah, just be authentic. Just be yourself. Amazing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's because there's a huge amount of enigma to what you do as well, you know, from, from the visual side to the musical side. I mean, do you think that's something that, that's kind of missing in this kind of social media world, you know, in, in the way I think you spoke to Rob about this a bit and that, you know, the way that um, the image almost takes over from the actual music. Do you think, do you think that's something that, that that sort of enigma and that intrigue is something that's missing and you sort of that's something that you're kind of you're doing? And it, I think that's fantastic. Is that something that you want to bring back? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important that, and I guess in my opinion, it's like the music should be, the music should be everything. You know what I mean? Everything else that comes with it, um, what you wear, what you look like, 
um, should just fall by the wayside, in my opinion. I mean, image has always been a driving force um, with someone's success, whether people want to admit it or not. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think for me, like, I don't, I'm just like some guy who like makes music like in a basement. Like, I don't really, when I, when I first started this, I was like, well, okay, like, I'm not going to like, I'm not, not going to like put myself out there. I'd, I'd rather just like, Hey, hear these songs. And, um, I hope you like them. Like, don't worry about who I am, what I had for breakfast this morning <laughs> or like anything like that. So I don't know. I think it's just like people should just put on music and just have fun and like be yourself and don't, don't like feel like you have to wear something or be someone else. And I think people, kids, especially they get lost in that, you know what I mean? So hopefully they could be a little inspired by just, you know, what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. Cause, cause I mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, repealed, you know, like, Pete Wentz, you know, obviously signed you to DCD two, and I mean, put you in front of thousands of people, you know, when you when you supported Fall Out Boy in Tampa, and I'm, I mean, how have those experiences been? I mean, that must be kind of amazing. Yeah, they're amazing for a lot of reasons. I think, like, just for the sole fact that it's so it's so unbelievably surreal that it's happening. I mean, like, I've always had confidence in the things that I make, but I mean, like, the fact that it's that something like that happened um opening for fallout boy walking into the tampa arena and um seeing tens of thousands of people in the audience was insane but i think for more personal reasons um it was so special to me because i you know i suffer from pretty severe anxiety and um it was it was really really hard for me and uh when i initially got the call to do it I, I won't even lie, like for off rip, I was just kind of like, man, I don't know if I could do this. Like, wow. and so, you know, when I, when I got there and I played and there was, you know, there's a reception from the crowd and I got off the stage, like I had this feeling of like, you know, if I could do this, like what can't I do? So, I mean, like it was amazing in like every sense of the word. And, um, I'm super grateful for that opportunity. Wow, I mean that's incredible to hear, man. I mean, I mean, because it is well in that sense going from that, and like you say, you know, that it, it giving you a confidence in in what you can go on to do. You know, you've like we mentioned earlier, you know, you worked with Chris on Hopes Up, and you know, Dashboard, uh, obviously such an influential um, act. You know, I mean, how how was that as well in a creative sense? Yeah, I mean, again, the word that I use time and time again, I feel like within the past year, it's been surreal. Um, you know, Chris. Chris is is a hero to me. I mean, and, and I really don't use that word often. Like, I mean, he, uh, you know, I, whenever I was struggling as a, as a kid, like I'd turn on dashboard confessional. So, you know, the, just the fact that I would ever have a song, like if he knew how much I listened to him, I think it would be creepy. <laughs> like uh, my mom used to drive me to this, <laughs> my mom used to drive me to the skate park and, um, we used to listen to like the Swiss army romance, like vindicated, oh, like on repeat. And she was like, all right, you know, Joe, like stop. <laughs> like we could, could we not listen to this for once? But, um, yeah, just all these opportunities that keep happening. Um, I don't know that I've had moments where I'm just like, you know, like why me? Um, but then at the same time, I just kind of let it happen. And, um, I don't know, I guess I have a m- much bigger sense of gratitude than I guess I ever have lately. 
Wow. Yeah, because as well, you know, the reaction to Reaper feels like, you know, you've hit a real nerve and that's something that's really growing, um, you know, at a very quick rate. And I, I mean, it, you mentioned earlier that, you know, that you can, it, you feel that, you know, you, it's amazing that you're able to help people, you know, through your music. Is that something that's really important, especially because that really comes through on Reaper, you know, like, like we mentioned, the kind of emotional side to the music and how sort of cathartic and, um, and, and honest your lyrics are. I mean, is that something that's really important, especially through the songs on Reaper that you've, you've wanted to kind of put your experiences out there in the hope that it will help people, you know, like someone like Chris did for you when you were younger? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, so Reaper was kind of like my first, like, real, like, push into the real world, I guess. I mean, not that SoundCloud isn't the real world, but, um, you know, I knew a lot, there'd be a lot more um, eyes on this album, on Reaper. And um, I think uh, there were a lot of instances where, you know, I'd I'd have something written. I'd be like, well, you know, do I really want to share that? That's a little, that's a little much. Like, you know, I have family that listens to it. I I have, you know, people close to me I listen to. It's just a lot to share, and I don't know if I'm gonna put that out there. But, you know, I go back and I read messages that people who send me, and they say, you know, this music genuinely helps me, or even this music has saved my life, and um you know, that's a big, that's a big weight on my shoulders. But at the same time, it's like, when I look at these lyrics and I'm unsure of, you know, should I really put them out there? I think it's at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I have to, um, people have found solace in, in some of the things that I say. So I need to be honest. And, um, I think at the end of the day, we all come out as better people because I'm being honest and expressing myself authentically. And, um, I'm hearing back from the people who are listening and it's helping them and it's uh, encouraging them to, uh, you know, to get help and to be honest with themselves and, uh, you know, just not keep it all inside. That's amazing to hear, man. I, I mean, as well, you know, obviously Reaper's a, a real body of work, you know, it's something that, that gives so much when you listen to it from front to back. I mean, if there was, for people listening, you know, who, who might be intrigued about what you're all about, I mean, is there one particular song um, off the album that kind of you feel most proud of and you feel like would be, even even from a visual sense, because your videos are very striking as well, you know, that would be a, a kind of real introduction to, to what Nothing Nowhere is? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I like, I like all the stuff on that album. Um, I feel like, you know, Hope's Up with Chris, for me personally, like, it's just an important track for me because it's kind of the culmination of everything I've ever done. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, like, I have one of my idols on the same song as me. So I'm just really proud of that song. And um, the way that it all came together was kind of a dream come true um, for me. So definitely man yeah no no it's an incredible song and I, I mean as well you know we've had uh, Ornament now as well I mean and I hear rumours you know because you're already mm-hmm. very prolific that you know there there could be more new music coming is, is, there, is there some truth in that? Yeah I mean there's <laughs> yeah I mean all, all I'll say is there's a lot there's a lot of new music that I've made um, what happens with that I guess people are going to find out really soon Oh, very exciting, man. And I mean, as well, you know, in terms of, of people sort of seeing the getting the opportunity to see you live, you know, because, uh, you know, we saw you supporting Good Charlotte um, in December last year in London. And I mean, the, the, the Nothing Nowhere show feels like, again, you know, across all kind of art platforms, it feels like there's there's so much going on with it. And I mean, you know, do you kind of want people to, to kind of take in the full Nothing Nowhere um, experience live? And will there be opportunity for that this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um 
Yeah, I appreciate you saying those things about the live show. Oh, um, I mean, pleasure. we have a we have a U.S. tour coming up, full U.S. tour in the spring. Um, it's starting in March, and uh, we're going all, all around. I'm bringing a couple of my friends. I'm bringing Little Lotus and uh, Shinigami with me. But in terms of um, UK, um, I know I'm going to be back soon. Um, uh, we don't really we haven't posted the details yet, but I know I'm going to be back. So um, definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. And I mean, like when it comes to live shows, like again, like I I kind of you know I just want to be honest and I want to give it everything that I have. And um, I always enjoy being the the one artist on the bill where you know I don't fit in. I don't think I've ever been on a bill and. I've just blended in, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I enjoy standing out. I enjoy seeing people in the crowd looking around. They don't really know what to make of it. But, you know, I think after a lot of the shows, like, um, people people will appreciate it. And if they don't, that's cool, too. I mean, like, I'm just so happy to have a platform to to uh, share my feelings and to, to just do this is amazing. Yeah, man, just... This is so exciting. I mean, I'm going to throw this out. Jack, you go first. I mean, I know you're a nothing-nowhere boy already. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Basically, I think he's just exceptional at what he does. Um, it's very, it, it's very rare that an artist comes along who kind of brings all the elements the of different parts which you enjoy and nails it in such a way where like Joe has brought together all the best parts of emo in with the modern like <clears throat> SoundCloud scene. And done it in a way which is not cheesy, not forced, like paid it respect and just made it his own. And yeah, it's it's really nice seeing that other people are picking up on how incredible he is. Um, but when you speak to him, I think it is it's the most endearing thing about him. It is the mystery and the fact that he, aside from our cover way, did really open up to um, Rob Sace. Um, second shout out second shout out um, up until then it's, it has been very mysterious and I feel as though that's what makes it so exciting because in a world where everything is ruled by the online and showing like showing everything that showing your hands like in one go and just like leaving nothing to chance he's making people think he's making people work for his music, he's making people search. He's and not not making it about him either. Like he's letting the art which he's creating talk more than anything. And it's one of the big things when from that chat, like out of most things, he said how people know when you're being authentic. And I know that he's a sort of character and artist who would never want people to think that he was doing it just for the sake of it. But I feel like that's something which shines through in the music he makes and like like basically no one else is doing what Joe's doing now. And I feel as though it's so justified that the hype is building in such a way like it's a it's a justified hype in, in a sea of nonsense. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a serious endorsement. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's so prolific as well. We talked about this in the chat. And, you know, from songs like Everything through to Clarity and Kerosene through to Hopes Up, you know, through to R.E.M. He just delves in so many different styles and just kind of listen across his discography to date. You know, you go on Spotify, you check it all out because he's released so much already. It's just like skimming over so many different things. And that's so exciting. Like, honestly, it feels so fresh and genuinely special. Tamsin, you into it? I am into it actually. I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm yes. a big fan of nothing now. <laughs> I got I got put onto him by the one and only Tom Morgan. Yeah. Uh, a few Shout months out. ago. Uh, it, it was one of those one of those times where he goes, Listen to this, I think you'll like it and it will go one of two ways. <laughs> um but this um I, I did actually really enjoy it. Like I've I've kind of gotten into the kind of trap thing that's happening right now a little bit. I'm kind of in the early stages. Like I love Black Bear. Um and the whole scene that's kind of being produced out of it at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, a big talking point in the, in the interview was the whole visual aesthetic that comes with Nothing Noah's music. And that's really intriguing as well. And that that grabbed me when I first, you know, logged on Spotify and had a look through and everything. And just listen, like, Lake House is such, that's one of my favourites. And it's just, it's just so deep. And as you said, so emotional. And there's there's so much depth in the music, but he's creating it in this completely new, fresh way. Like it is unlike anything else that's out there at the moment. Um, and I really think this is kind of the way music is going. You know, he's supported Fallout Boy, Good Charlotte. He's kind of fits into this pop punk emo world, but he could also probably support like Justin Bieber and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that someone's created and created art that can split that far across genres is pretty pretty impressive to be fair definitely yeah i mean that's the thing this this has potential to just shatter every area of the music world essentially and to be able to to raise this on a platform right now you know for all you guys out there to go you know this is what's going to happen so exciting it's it's the same way as when you think of bands like 21 pilots and artists like um halsey who are like they dip the toes into our world, but the breadth of what they've done afterwards, when like the, like, they're still a part of it, but like it's it goes worldwide like that. Like I, if you didn't, I just snap my fingers. It's like that, <laughs> um, and based on like the speed that Joe's going, like he's like like Reapers out, like um, he's already signed up um, with Pete as we're going here, like he's getting into the right ears it could be like blink and miss it and yeah. like he's top yeah. of the charts collaborating i, I very with... much feel like like when the, when the magazine sort of hit stores and stuff there are going to be people that are going to be like who yeah but then within six months time they're going to be like oh my god like, yeah. this is the best <laughs> yeah. oh, thing shit. i've ever had heard like why why didn't i ch- listen when rock sounds were telling me to <laughs> yeah people yeah. just don't learn the lesson like, <laughs> like, well now ch- we're giving people the chance now with this oh, I, yeah. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah it's it's just mad to think like it's it could be anywhere in a year like and that's the most exciting part and after you release as say like you release ornament which sounds like a Drake track, like yeah. like there's a break in that which is like pure. I don't know, like um, take care, era Drake. It's like this is just going to grab onto anyone who like even has a passing interest, and in a year it could be com- in a completely different form of music. Like he's 
he says he's making music all the time and like trying different styles like could be a completely different beast like in six months like yeah. in a month exactly yeah which is so so exciting so uh, essentially guys what we're saying is get in with this early because this is going to blow up big time huge shout out to Joe nothing nowhere amazing stuff so yeah so if you're enjoying what we're saying if you want to check this out if you're a fan of nothing nowhere already you loved what he had to say our new issue is on sale now at shop.rocksound.tv and you can get the Reaper bundle inspired of course by his future classic instant classic album Reaper featuring an amazing limited edition cover which is honestly like we saw the uh, the mock-ups for this cover a while ago and pff, bloody hell man amazing stuff um, exclusive hand-signed print by Joe himself an enamel pin a premium patch vinyl stickers limited edition art print so much going on the Reaper bundle over at shop.rocksound.tv honestly get in early with this free worldwide shipping with the bundle absolutely amazing it also includes a slam dunk poster special featuring state champs good charlotte knuckle paris so many more bands shots of paramore and fallout boy from their recent london shows and also chats with jeff from Waterpark, state champs ryan scott graham chats with bear to boston manor the secret rock star which is fascinating all sorts of stuff so yeah shop.rocksound.tv amazing stuff get involved but jack let's go oh yeah <laughs> yeah right so as we say, we're changing things up a bit where listener questions is getting a bit of a facelift. Does this mean we don't get any more jingles? I mean, I'm going to make Can you, ma- can you make up some new ones? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. oh yeah, like... That's all I care about. Jack wouldn't disappoint us. No, I was saying, <laughs> like, this is just the end of the listener questions era and you need to start out the new era and... Oh, it's okay, g- I believe g- in g- you. G- give me some time. Like, okay. I, need, I need to go in the studio. <laughs> um... So what what we're doing is we're going to start putting out questions on Twitter to you guys and the best responses from that will get shout outs on the show. So you can like put that on your CV, like tell your friends at school. Put it, uh, in, your, put it in your Twitter bio. Oh, yes. Yeah, what's yeah. mentioned in the Roxanne podcast. Yeah, say, yeah. Jack said my Twitter handle. Right. <laughs> if, if you want, it's just a suggestion, you know. <laughs> So this week we asked, what's the most random piece of band merch you own? And here are the best five. At ATL Therapy said, I think I bought an all-time low pillowcase once. You should get, definitely go find it. The fact you don't know where it is, it's not already <laughs> a little on bit your concerning. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saston Hope as a MCR car air freshener. Which, when, when did they make them? I was going to... Surely that must have come out quite a while ago, and if that's still producing nice smells, that's that's a really good investment for <laughs> yeah, a car that, air freshener. That is a relic. Like yeah. that, that's a collector's item. Yeah, surely. Yeah, I, was... I wonder what, what what does it smell like? Do you think it smells like Jared's sweat <laughs> and with a mix of hair dye or something? I think uh, and tears. Tears. Wentz Bomb said not really merch but I painted Pete and Patrick's faces onto two rocks and hence Thorff shipped them which yeah yeah um <laughs> Like what? Whatever keeps your weekends going. <laughs> a lot of this going around at the moment, isn't there? Fanfic and shipping. Well, I mean, like, okay, it's always it's always been a thing in the depths of Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, ahoy! Like, set sail on the ship. Good ship. Yeah. Good ship. Rock sound. Taken by bands underscore uh, has Bonnie from Stan Atlantic's pick, which has Lord Farquaad on it. Which I'm surprised I haven't seen that before, but also great banter. And Waterparks for Days, which I'm surprised is not our 
uh, Twitter by Twitter <laughs> tag, um, has they own a pillowcase with Austin's Knight's hair on it. Bloody hell. Can I? I just. I, um, um, I feel like there needs a bit of an explanation on that last one. <laughs> Because I know Waterparks did those pillowcases where it was like that, like a full body shot, which I get. But the hair thing, I need like, is it just a print of his hair, or is it like, do you have like a lock of his hair on your pillowcase? Because I, that's kind of gonna define whether we need to call the police or not. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say like. Austin sold his leg hair, didn't he? So it could be. True. And his leg was shaved when yeah. Otto met him. Yeah, he he, he may have just distri- distributing it, his it, hair. It, yeah, it may it may <laughs> be it may, it may be like instead of like down feathers that you get in like nice, <laughs> you, get, you get like you get a pillow stuffed with Austin Knight's hair. <laughs> Bloody it, hell! It's the best night's sleep you'll ever have. Oh, it'd pun. sell. It'd sell. That would be sick. Cheers, what, lads. What's the best? What's our fave? Uh, I'd say my fave is probably MCR air fresheners because I didn't know even know they existed, or the fact that like Wentzbomb made their own merch by painting <laughs> Pete and Patrick's face onto rocks. Yeah, like it's like the eighties when they did Pet Rock. You ever see Pet Rocks? Oh yeah. I'm not saying that I was alive in the eighties, uh, <laughs> but I know they existed. That like parents were made to buy kids like, oh, it's my Pet Rock, Jeff. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm into Wentz Bomb. I'm a, I'm a yeah. big, I'm a big fan of the Lord Farquaad on the pick. Because mainly because I can just like the, the like the people that print the picks. Because obviously people tend to just have like the band name or just a logo or something, and just like Lord Farquaad just appearing out of the printer <laughs> could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like <laughs> at, at, at the Plectrum factory, it's like every day's a riot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm between Lord Farquaad and yeah, probably the shipping. I think there's uh, there's something very sweet about it. Cracking stuff. Cheers, lads. See you next week. Sick. Spotify playlists. Uh, of course, the updated rock sound chart. Follow us on Spotify. What's number one, Jack? Not worries by Waterparks. Oh, banger. And uh, <laughs> Scus TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that a regular thing. And um, the Scuzz TV show, of course, new episode with the new issue is going to be on daily on Scuzz. You're interested in nothing, nowhere, all sorts of stuff. I want to check these tunes out. I want to get involved. Watch that. And uh, as well, loads going on online. Roxanne.tv. Got loads from our auto chat last week, for example. Beartooth stuff, all-time low stuff, tons of stuff. Roxanne.tv. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Super exciting. But interview two. So... Part two, essentially, of our launch special, Pete Wentz. So, um, yeah, like, there, there wasn't a better guy to talk to about Joe, about Nothing Nowhere. Um, so Pete kind of, I guess, in a way, discovered him. And now he's signed him to DCD2. Um, it was just so interesting to kind of get his perspective, because obviously Pete's known as a, as a very sort of famed tastemaker. Um, so to be able to get his perspective on this and being in the game for, for, for so long, being so experienced, you know, I think this, is, um, this was particularly interesting. So as I say, I mean, I'll shut up, because I think you want to hear it from Pete. So this is why you should be listening to Nothing Nowhere from the man Pete Wentz himself. I guess to kick off then, like, how did you first discover Joe uh, and what made him stand out to you as something special? Yeah, so I'm always listening for new stuff um, for the label and, you know, listen to a ton of music, you know, like to the point where my ears always, I feel like I'm just like strained, but, you know, I listen until I burn out. <laughs> um, and my friend Johnny, uh, who works at Fuel by Ramen, actually sent Joe to me and was like, this guy's awesome. 
I listen, it's like it definitely feels like the with between like seeing like well Uzi and the, the influences that guys like that have and the SoundCloud rappers that like somebody is going to like put it together like the way the you know pop punk or emo or whatever influences and the you know trap kind of beats and Joe does a really really good job of it so yeah I was like a fan right away definitely yeah because I mean like especially with Reaper I spoke to Joe for the first time yesterday and with Reaper we were saying you know it's, it feels like it's really hit a nerve with people standing out of something you know like you say something really different I mean what what exactly was it about the music that kind of grabbed you is it just that because I know you're, you're someone who you know is known for having a really versatile eclectic taste in music did, did it really really appeal in that way and that you know like you mentioned like it's, it could appeal to a, a Lil Uzi fan or it could appeal to you know a Dashboard fan totally and it like stood out to me, like the production, and even more than that, like the perspective that he has. So I started watching these videos that he has, and I was like, wow, it's like a perspective, you know, like it feels like the song, you feel like vast and lonely, and it like reminded me of the music. And I think that like it's hard, it's difficult to nail that, it's difficult to nail that as a young artist, and I thought that was really interesting. And then the intro got to talking, you know, like just got his info, and I was like, I want to talk to the, you know, like his perspective and like we go we he an area that he near where he lives in vermont is like where my parents have a uh place there and it was like we really connected on that level because there's like a lot that's like really got like a new england or like nature back to nature like camping but vermont but i do it i thought it was really interesting something i could really relate to Definitely, yeah. Cause, so, I mean, so you're meeting him for the first time, you know, after you'd heard the songs and everything. How was it then? It sounds like you guys kind of connected very quickly then. Yeah. I mean, we've listened to a lot of the same music and had a lot of, like, you know, at the same time, like, he's also, you know, explained a lot of stuff to me. Like, he's like, oh, this is, like, the way this, like, a lot of the SoundCloud rappers do this, and this is where they put the songs, and originally how they, you know, like, and it was interesting to, like, learn a lot of that stuff from, like, a younger perspective, you know, um, but yeah, we, we met up in Los Angeles and clicked pretty much right away. Amazing. Cool. So when it came to actually signing him and kind of getting involved, you know, from that perspective, how, how, did, that, how did you come to that? Was it just that you were just so stoked on, on who he was and what he was doing and it just kind of led to it that way? Or kind of how did that happen? Yeah. I mean, I think that he offers like a good bridge between different eras of punk music and underground music, you know, and I want to embrace that. Um, and like immediately like reached out and like how do we structure this? Like how does it make sense? You know, like stuff with equal vision, stuff with us. You know, like I thought it was it was you know, like I I'm a big believer in like supporting um up and coming artists and kind of, you know, nurturing and magnifying like what his you know, what their vision is and and told him that like right away. And so like he was open to the signing and open to doing the the label stuff, which was really cool amazing yeah because as well then you know uh, he replaced Jaden uh, Jaden Smith when you guys played Tampa uh, and kind of putting him out there supporting you guys you know in front of thousands of people how, how was that how did it feel you know you're saying that you know you, you want to support artists and you're someone who very much does that how did it feel to, to be able to kind of give Nothing Nowhere that, that platform to perform these songs in front of that many people was it a very proud moment yeah and it's cool to like see because like I know he like Sorry, there's like a ambulance going by. <laughs> I, I, it's cool because it's like he created and crafted this stuff in his parents' basement, and then you know to watch him play those songs in front of like you know, twenty thousand people was, was really cool. Yeah, it was a proud moment, and it was also like to me, like you know, like I'm a big believer in supporting people, but I also don't want to throw people in the deep end. So like letting 
him like try it out and organically see, you know, and then, you know, he's out building his own, you know, building his live show and doing it, uh, you know, playing headlining shows. And I think that like coming back and playing some shows with us, uh, this summer will be awesome. Definitely, man. Yeah, that sounds so good. And I, I mean, as, as well, you know, we've chatted before about, uh, you know, artists needing to be unique in this day and age and this, the music industry today, you know, and they need to, to have a real point, you know, they need to be polarizing in some sort of way. And um, and also to be prolific, you know, to be able to be happy to work on a, on a laptop, on a plane and that sort of thing. Um, Joe's obviously yeah, very, he's very, he's very unique and he's also already very prolific. So is he kind of the uh, an embodiment of that to you? You know, someone who, who is very much uh, an artist who is going to adapt to the way that, that music is now and it, and is doing so well from that. Yeah, I think so. And I think that it's interesting because, like, he's really fit in uh, substituting for Jaden, you know, because I think that there's, like, a similar quality there where it's, like, a guy who has a visual perspective who also does this modern music that has is super talented and has all these organic elements in it as well. Um, and I thought that was, like, you know, yeah, it's, like, the perfect... It's what we. It's like it fits the way people consume music and consume art now. Definitely, yeah. Because on on that sort of note as well, you know, I mean, he's a he's a he's a very creative guy who had a background in film as well. And you, you know, you're someone who's who's similarly, you know, you've got an interest in a wide range of things. And you know, especially like you know, we were chatting before about you know, say the Sugar We Going Down video, and then like all the things you've done visually with all the videos for Mania and everything. Um, he's kind of similar in that you know right. the things he's been doing for like with the video for like Scully and things like that. You know, and REM. There's so much going on across all kind of platforms. Essentially, is that something that really appealed about him as well? Yeah. I mean, I think it's always interesting when, like, you know, you can tell he has too much vision for the bandwidth, and I always think that that's really interesting. It's a lot easier to work with somebody who has all that than trying, like, you know, trying to create that stuff for people is really hard because it's not organic. Like, when it comes from your heart and your head, it's so much easier to, like, be like, oh, we can just magnify this. Or, like, oh, you want to work with this director? Like, we can call up, you know, Chris Carrava or call up whoever and, like, try, you know, it can be like make all those calls like like and that's what i told i was told you i was like if there's something like that that you like see like you have a bigger vision for like let's make it happen Definitely, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, because as well, I mean, you know, do you think, especially for people listening to this, you know, who uh, who might just be starting to find out about nothing, nowhere, you know, and kind of getting into him, being interested in what he's all about, would you say he's a he's a kind of genuine um, alternative to what's out there right now? You know, that he's genuinely doing something that that is completely unique. Yes, I think that while there's a lot of like the um, there's like a lot of people who are trying to put like melody and rap together and that kind of stuff right now, I think that he offers this really distinct, unique uh, perspective on it, you know, and you can see what the, you hear what the influences are, but it's like this new mix, you know, that's completely different. And I like that, you know, I appreciate that it's like a true alternative. Definitely, yeah. Because I mean, as well, you know, he's. We mentioned, you know, he's very prolific and that sort of thing. You know, more new. He told me that that you know he's he's always working on new music. You know, I mean, do you think that this is something that that that, that will because of that? You know, in the sense that he he is mixing so many genres and he is doing something that's so innovative. You know, that it really could connect across a, a whole range of different kind of fan demographics, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like I said, like, I can see, like, if you listen to, like, SoundCloud rap, or you listen to, like, underground hip-hop, and, you know, if you listen to, like, pop-punk or rock music, like, I think it all fits in there, you know, which is 
cool, you know? And I also think it's, like, just how people, like, listen to music, because, like, people just listen to songs, you know? And I don't think people are like, well, that's not the genre I listen to, so I can't listen to that. Like, if you like the song, you like the song. Um, and you have more ability to listen to all that stuff now than you ever had before, and so I think he really fits that. 100%, yeah. And, and I mean, as well, you, obviously, you mentioned you've just recently announced that you're going to be bringing, out, bringing him out uh, on tour in the summer. You know, like, how, uh, how, are you, how are you feeling about that? Is it very exciting to be able to kind of, you know, bring him out again and to, to do it over multiple nights? Yeah, I think that it's super exciting. And I think that, like, it's like a big platform and, and something that, you know, like he tried it uh, when we did the, you know, the last tour and we did it in Orlando. But I think he's like, you know, we talked about it afterwards. He's like really ready to do it and ready to go out and embrace it more, which is awesome. Awesome stuff. Pete's always brilliant. I'm going to throw straight out of Tams in. I mean, he's a tastemaker yeah. and he's like leaps and bounds ahead of every, pretty much anyone in the industry in finding and pushing like the best new talent. Like, you know, they've taken Black Bear out on tour with them. You know, they took Nothing No out for the huge show in Tampa and he and even with like the new Fallout Boy stuff, they're they're way they're way ahead of the curve. Like yeah. everyone that might, might be listening to him and going, Oh, I'm not sure about this, it's new and it's different, but that is that's that's where music is going and Pete is just like you know, they would have been writing the album two years ago and he was like, Yeah, this is what's happening and he's so ahead of everything and it's like it's amazing that there's someone that started out in a little emo band has now become like this pioneer for new music. Um I think that's really cool and kind of and giving them that opportunity to you know, you know, signing them to his label and giving that platform to de- develop their music and everything, particularly when it's not a b- like he could easily sign a pop punk band and like automatically has that audience there who will pick, like lap it up and he'll make loads of money. But he's not. He's picking up on artists who are, have a higher risk factor and won't necessarily have that instant connection with people until they listen and like actually get it. And it's probably you know nothing nowhere is probably a, a project that's like. It's it's a progression. It's not like an instant thing necessarily. Um, so the fact that he's putting like all his time and effort into that is is really is really nice to see actually. And and there should be more people like Pete Wentz. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, working with people like Baby Rexa when he was doing Black Cards, you know, to Discovery and Invert Comes Water Parks, you know, he talked to me about Little Pump. But even going back in the day, you know, obviously he signed Panic at the Disco. Yeah. They were, you know, before a fever you can't sweat out, which is just insane when you think back and how long ago that was, you know, to now, which is insane, Jack. Yeah, Pete Wentz is sick. <laughs> um, yeah, is it does just show like I think it's even more of a it's more of a case for why Mania is so incredible. It's because Pete Pete always has the vision for how things are, and he knows how things are going. And like when he was picking up on like like when he discovered Joe and listened to him, he wasn't just listening to the music. He wasn't going. Oh, it's like SoundCloud, but like sad. Um, <laughs> he he said he was picking up on the depth and the atmosphere of what Joe was making, and I think that's something which a lot of people who are kind of on board at the minute get. It's like what I said that it's like it's all about the aesthetic as well, and for him to notice that when he was just like starting out and just go, yeah, this isn't just another guy who's making sad music it's like it's much more than that to do that and then put all your eggs in that basket and go out on a limb 
it's it's just quintessential Pete Wentz. And you can just hear in his voice the enthusiasm for what this is. Like, that it's not just... <clears throat> it's not just going, oh, yeah, well, it's like... It's just a guy. Like, we might put out some of his records. Like, we'll take him on tour and stuff. It's like, he's genuine. You can feel the fire there that, like, he believes this is something which is going to be there. And you know, Pete's very rarely wrong. Like... Panic are doing all right. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, Black Bear's doing all right. Like, um, yeah. I, I feel as though if Pete Wentz likes it, you know it's going to be, like, a hit. Exactly. So, all you Fall Out Boy fans out there, get involved with Nothing Nowhere. So, you've heard it from the man himself. Um, and like Jack says, you know, you can't beat that endorsement. So, uh, yeah, absolutely amazing stuff. So, if you're liking what you hear, you're intrigued, you're already a fan of Nothing Nowhere, a brand new issue is on sale now. Shop.rocksound.tv. Get the Reaper bundle, get involved featuring an amazing limited edition cover that I say can't get over how good it is. Exclusive hand signed print by Joe himself. Enamel pin, premium patch, vinyl stickers, limited edition art print. So much going on, honestly. I mean, like Tamsin said earlier, you know, this is going to be six months' time. You know, it's it's likely to be something absolutely massive. And you can say you were there first, picking up his magazine, getting involved with Joe, getting involved with his music, listening to what Pete said about him. Absolutely amazing stuff. Um, Jack, why should they buy a new issue? I mean, well, for one. <laughs> he's grinning away that's it well for one I speak to Jeff from Waterparks and uh, Ryan from State Champs but also you just need to hear this story man like like just get get as enamoured with this guy as I am and like be a part of a genuine movement in alternative music Simple as. Listen to your Uncle Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You, you look at Palais Royale and everything that's happened with the Royal Council, you know, that could happen with Joe enough in nowhere. So, so exciting. Tamsin, why should they buy a new issue? Because <laughs> uh, there's shots of Paramore from their recent London shows, and I was there, so probably if you look really, really close, you see me crying. But yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, were you dancing and crying? I, uh, yeah, a lot of both. I had a lot of glitter on my face, and I was shaking my balm in my friend's face. <laughs> And just wow. generally having um, a wonderful time. That's it. Sounds it. Um, <laughs> Jack, you were at the FOB show as well that we shot. I was, yeah. Also doing what Tamsin was doing. Oh yeah, like in in the face of a people, lot of in, in the face of, in the face of people that I didn't know. <laughs> more than anything, someone said that they watched me when they played Saturday at the end, and they said that's the reason they love live music so much because oh, of mate. people like me. Yes. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> we'll have to get this stuff on video at some point like we've ugh, talked about it so much we've got to do it and um, yeah my chat's with Henry from Boston Manica from Beartooth Secret Rockstar as well just fascinating stuff so shop.rocksound.tv huge shout out to Pete Wentz and of course huge shout out to our very special cover star Nothing Nowhere amazing stuff so yeah it's been a lot of fun actually a bit of a change up things are, are going to slowly change I think as we go along um, it's been fun Tamsin you have fun? of course I have I always have fun Oh, good. Very earnest. <laughs> I like spending time with you too. Oh, well, likewise, and oh. Jack as well. <laughs> oh. Jack, can you enjoy it? Yeah, man. Big up uh, Roxanne Glow Up. <laughs> Roxanne Podcast Glow Up. That's what it's about. Down man. for this. Yes, this has been good. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.